welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a Clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Beth Romanowski. She is the founder of The Bench Project, which we will talk about today in detail so you can understand the philanthropy of it and how amazing it is to support people and connections. So welcome, Beth. Thank you, Eugenia. It's always a pleasure to be here with women. And uh, I love talking with women because it always seems like I discover that we're far more similar than we are different. Oh, that is so true. So mm-hmm. let's start by kind of diving into, okay, what what is the Bench Project? Like, how did you start this idea? So back in 2013, my husband and I were married 20 years and we originally had gotten married in Hawaii. So we always said, oh, when we're married 20 years, we're going to go back. Well, uh, he was working so hard at that point, so many hours, the kids were in college, you know, we, we couldn't get away and literally couldn't get out of our own way, which I think a lot of people deal with that, you know, instead of making choices that, you know, are really good for you, you make choices just because of the time you have. So I didn't let that stop me. We live on a farm in northeastern Pennsylvania, 110 acres, and we have a three-mile walking path around the farm. We would walk frequently, and so many times when we'd walk, I would say, this would be a great place for a bench, whether it was at the top of the hill or um, overlooking the farm, maybe down by the pond, you know, where it's just so peaceful and serene. So I decided to put 20 benches out, one for every year we were married. And I'm very um, conscious of the environment. So, you know, I, I looked around for benches that needed a new home at some yard sales, garage sales. People gave me benches. I did buy some new ones, but we placed them all with great intention. And once we placed them, I realized, you know, this just wasn't going to be enough. I really wanted this idea to outlive me for my children, for my children's children. So... I placed a journal and a pen in a weatherproof 
bag on each bench. And I had just recently gotten started into journaling. So I, I knew the benefit of it for me. And I thought, you know, this would benefit anyone else that's walking on this trail. So I sat down on each bench, told our story of why, why I did this, why I chose this specific location. And then I wrote how I felt giving permission for anyone that sat to do the same. So whether you're writing something beautiful and inspiring or something heavy that you need to stop carrying, either way, it felt good to leave it at the bench. So for probably almost five years, uh, I did a lot of the writing. My kids, you know, the neighbors, we live in in the country out here, so neighbors cross over and walk on the land too. Uh, but it was really very private. And then in 2018, uh, we really had a really hard year as a family. Um, my husband got sick. Uh, we lost a granddaughter. Uh, things just seemed to happen one after another. And um, I found myself in a really, really hard space. And I can't believe that the benches that I placed five years early were literally my refuge. They were what saved me. Like I went outside every day, sat on the bench, sometimes just sat to just be part of nature, you know, to listen to God, the universe directing me what to do. But I received so much healing from writing, from reading where I had been, you know, I'd, I'd sit down and I'd open the journal and I'd read from weeks before and think, wow, I've come a long way. So I had, I, I got so much from that experience that um, I realized during COVID, you know, how things were, there was isolation everywhere. Um, we were disconnected. Uh, depression, anxiety, suicide were on such a rise that I realized here, I have this idea and I have um, honestly, like a little slice of heaven here that I think I need to share this with the world. So that's when we decided to um, let it leave the farm and, and join the world and the collective. So what we decided to do was we, we, we made bags, which is a weatherproof bag. And uh, each bag had a journal and a pen and some colored pencils in it. But that really wasn't enough because once you have a, um, a bench out in public that just anyone can sit at, sometimes somebody leaves the bag open or someone might take the bag. So we decided to make this metal bench tag with a unique QR code. So this is a, a virtual journal that can be attached to any bench anywhere, whether it's a bench project bench or an existing bench. And it makes it um, a community space that anyone that sits there can scan the code, open up the journal and read what other people have written that sat on that very same bench and then add themselves, add something themselves if they'd like. They could add a picture, a video or anything like that. Um, because I believe that we're stronger when we're together and just the fact that, um, you know, there was so much disconnection and now that COVID is actually, you know, not in, in our face every moment of every day, we can all see that that's really what we need. So that's how it actually started.
Wow, that's a great explanation. And I love the personal story part of this. So what do you find is the biggest transformation that people have by having that experience? Because it definitely kind of creates this unhurried way, right? Like it slows them down. So how would you describe like, what do they get from being in the journey of sitting down, tuning in, writing something out. And especially the part I like very much with the um, access to the internet. So then that becomes like a community global versus community that's right there, literally. Yeah. Um, I would probably say just the connectedness and realizing again, like I said in the beginning, we're all so much more similar than we are different. And You know, um, I think the other thing that people realize is that they can be vulnerable and being vulnerable is really a sign of courage. It's not it's not fear. And when they when they can read what someone else has written and then think, wow, you know what? I'm carrying something pretty heavy here. I'm going to leave it. And uh, it's really it's so inspiring because Many times, um, one entry moves right into the next entry from the next day, because you can tell by every entry that everyone that sat there read right from the beginning. We actually had um, in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, at Hampton Park, we have a bench and we've had a a bag, a physical bag and a journal there for over two years now, but we also have a tag. But the bag and the journal have stayed for a a really long time. I've actually had to replace that um, journal three times because it was full. But um, a few months back, someone took the journal out and someone came along. His name was Larry. And he left a blank journal in there, just a small one. But he wrote in it, you know, I was here before and the journal was here and it's not now. So I'm leaving this. And I hope this helps. And then from then on, everyone was like, let's live like Larry. Let's do this. It was so inspiring. I was just, you know, people come together when when there's um, when there's kindness and and good in the world. So it it just, you know, that's always something that's motivated me. So it just gratitude is something that's close to my heart. And I see it every day. Yeah. And what would you say is the main use of this? Like, do they usually use it to leave something behind, like the heavy, painful thing? Or is it sometimes more like they want to share something, like inspire someone? Um, I would probably say it's a lot of inspiration. Um, Even if there is something heavy, it's always seems like it's followed with inspiration. And one of the things that I do say when I start the the journal, uh, whether it's the virtual journal or the uh, physical journal, you know, I always encourage people to end with gratitude because there's always something to be grateful for. And that's actually what happens. You know, there's not any anger. Like I haven't come across entries that are angry. Something sometimes more motivating and positive about someone saying, you know what, I'm I'm encouraged today to do something different. You know, this is where I've been, but I'm really encouraged to move forward. So yeah, there's, it's, it's a lot of positive, um, more than, uh, the heavy things. Mm -hmm. 
So now let's uh, look a little bit at the business side of this, because you're the one who literally provides the structure for it, right? Like you have benches that people can purchase. You have um, this online community that I assume it's some sort of a, you know, gated website or something Mm -hmm. like that. So can you say a little bit uh, on that? Like, how does that work? So the bench project really has two parts. Um, The one part is the nonprofit part. And then the other part is our business part. So on the business end, we have three different ways that you can get involved. So the first one is a community bench. So say you have a a park in your area that, you know, you love to go and sit at, and maybe you have someone that has meant something really important to you in your life, like whether they're here or they're gone, but they've just been a really good human and you want to honor them. So you can contact us. We can get a bench ordered for you and get it placed in that park. Um, And you can purchase that. You can also just purchase a tag if you'd like and get some permission from the people at the park and attach that to the bench. So that's one way, but that's the community way that, you know, that, that we're really talking about. The second way is the backyard bench. So <clears throat> family is really the key to um, communication, but also to what's moving forward in the world. I mean, if we create children that that can communicate easily with themselves and with their families, then they're more likely to be the people like us right now. So having a backyard bench is priceless. You know, um, putting a bench in your backyard, having a bag, tag, and the colored pencils. So say you have a kid, child and they come home from school and they're just, mm, wasn't a good day. Go ahead, go sit out on the bench. You know, just take some time. And they sit out on the bench and they open the journal and maybe they draw a picture, maybe they write something, but it opens the door for communication with you and also with them, knowing that you don't have to keep things inside. I just think it's a very good way, uh, you know, for parents to allow kids to have an outlet. So that's the family bench. Plus, it's a legacy for, you know, your entire family. Everybody can sit there and write. The third way is the love bench. So that starts at a wedding. So we have a bench that's beautiful. It has love scripted along the back and um, it's wrought iron and it's a tiny, it's like a love seat. And you take that to your wedding. You, we design a tag specific for you. And it says the story of us includes you. And then what happens is at the wedding, the guests all sit down on the love bench, they scan the tag and they either text something to your tag. They could do a voice text. They could do a picture, a video, and then it's yours forever. It's really like a um, more a more techie guest book and a high-end um, photo booth, but much classier. And it's then you take it into your backyard and it's there forever. So you have, you know, a legacy that started the day you were married and then just continues on. So that's that part of it. And then let's talk about the nonprofit part. So, you know, there's always somebody out there that really would love to do something for someone, but they just don't have the means. So right now we have a lot of people that have donated money to the Bench Project and to our 501c3, and that money is earmarked for benches. So all you need to do is 
um, send me an email, send me a video. Hi, this is whoever. I'd love to have a bench placed here because of this person. This is this is what they meant to me. And we'll go through all the process we need to do, get that ordered and get it placed. Um, that just you know, warms my heart. Right now we have just placed two. I put one out in California at Elevate Addiction, um, which is an addiction center. And then we also um, just put one out in Missouri where a little boy um, tragically died this summer at summer camp. So yeah, so there, everybody has a story and I, I love, I'd love to be able to help people do that. Yeah. And it sounds like this kind of a expansion could happen into like I can see it in a hospital or in a hospice or, you know, yeah. like places where somebody's maybe like an elderly home where people kind of going through figuring out what their life is about now that they're completing it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's just it. You know, um, this is where we are right now, but in the future, like I see my benches in hospice units, rehab centers, hospitals, airports, mm-hmm. universities, um, cemeteries where people find stress and struggle. And then also in beautiful and inspiring locations like national parks, ocean vistas, Disneyland, where experiences and emotions both run deep, but also outside coffee shops in parks, on streets, where people sit even just for a moment, because taking that time, you know, uh, honestly, I say, you know, when people say, what's this, what's the hardest part about this? And I always say it's the first step Mm -hmm. sitting down because getting people to know that, wow, the benefit they're going to get by just taking a little bit of time away from the stress of their life is really like the first step. Because once you do that, you're addicted. (laughs) Wow. So this is, yeah, this is very beneficial in the current lifestyle (laughs) when everybody's running around all the time. And especially I like the idea of the family bench because, you know, that gives a family means to kind of sit by maybe some vista they have or something, but to actually contemplate. Do you find that in today's society, a lot of times people forget to like tune into themselves and like you mentioned, connection with family, connection with um, the world, but it's also connection with the divine. It's also something bigger than them that I think a lot of times is very helpful in a time of crisis. And that bench uh, moment (laughs) sounds like that would be exactly what they would need in that. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, it's kind of interesting because I think about who... um, who I'm actually attracting in this, because I do believe that, you know, my awareness and uh, my energy is who I'm attracting. And it's um, obviously I am very much attracting people that are, are conscious of this. And they're like, yes, nature is so healing. You need to take time for yourself. You know, you have to fill your own cup first. And once you can do that, then, you know, you overflow into everyone else, which is perfect. But, you know, a lot of people forget about that. But those people, um, they get it, you know. So when I explain it, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm on this. This I love this. But then it's very interesting because I also get I feel like um, 
this whole other group of people are also drawn to me energetically because they want what I have. You know, they want that peace. They see that gratitude and they think I'm missing something. And that's what I'm missing because, you know, I always, I'll say a lot of times when people come to the farm to walk, because we do open our, um, our farm up on the weekends to anyone that wants to come. And we do it for a nonprofit in our area. Like we'll work with um, uh, Blue Chip, which is a dog rescue area, or Fork Over Love, which is to feed homeless people, um, different places. And people just donate a small amount and they walk. They can spend all day if they want. But it's interesting that some people will speed through and um, not stop at any benches. And I say, it's whatever you can get out of it. Then if whatever nature gives you is what you need. But sometimes I think the people that speed are the ones that need to sit. But, you know, it's not in their timing. I know they're, they've been drawn to me because of something, though. So I know at some point they'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a pet bench? I mean, you mentioned the uh, pet uh, rescue there. And that's like, that's a, another good idea, right? Like family yes. bench and the connection bench and the pet bench. That's a great idea. We, we don't have a pet bench, but, um, you know, we do have people every, I honestly, probably every other person that comes to walk brings their dog. We have so many dogs that walk. So, um, that's, but I love the idea about a pet bench. Yeah. And I mean, pets not going to write in the journal, but there are a lot of people who want to commemorate their, commemorate their, you know, pet that they love so much that they, you know, probably prefer that way of connecting. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, great. So what is the personal lesson that you feel like you had to learn to get to the place in your life where like you're right now leading this project, right? You're conscious about it. You want to deliver this to the world, but what did you have to learn within you to be in that place of generosity and gratitude and gifting this to the world? Allowing um, myself to heal because mm-hmm. on a whole, you know, like if you were to say like, what is your superpower? I would probably, you know, my awareness for sure, but also I've just always been a very, um, a person that can let things go and I'm very forgiving and, uh, you know, everyone gets a lot of chances because everybody makes mistakes, but I think probably, my journey had to start when I realized that all applied to me too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's easy to do that for other people and give everyone else grace, but sometimes it's very hard to do that for yourself. So I think when I found that um, grace for myself, then I really, um, that was like set me on fire because I thought this is what people need because Everybody, especially women, you know, we do, do, do for everyone. And then we're always like, ah, even though it felt good, you're not feeling great at the end because, you know, you do have to fill your own cup. I always have said, you know, when you're on the airplane and they say, well, when the oxygen falls, put it on yourself first and then help them because you can't give what you don't have. And you you need to, you really need to fill your cup because once you do, oh my gosh, you're a better human. You're a better wife, mother, sister, friend, whatever. And, um, 
But I think I had to learn to fill my own cup first. Yeah. And that actually leads us nicely into the mission that you have here. So this is about conscious coaches on a mission. So what, how would you word or explain what is your mission? Like why you do this? Because this is not always easy. This is a lot of work to, to support this. So why do you do this? What's your mission? Um, well, my, the mission with the bench project, um, in general, is to inspire and nurture the human spirit by creating a connection through a shared experience one bench at a time. So I do it because I just know that there are so many people out there that need what I have and what I can share. And I think by being an inspiration to other people, they they in turn inspire in the next person and the next person and the next person. And I, it's a chain reaction. So I don't know, kindness counts, you know, mm -hmm. mental health matters, all those things are so true. So, you know, I think you can't, that you can't put a value on um, like the smallest little thing that you can do for someone, whether it's a smile or a high or just paying for their coffee or anything. So, um, I just do it because I think it's, it feels good for me and I know that it feels good for somebody else. And then in turn, they always, everyone shifts, everybody, you know, everybody may not be in a space right now. That's, um, that allows them to get the benefits of the bench project because they just may be in a different spot, but at some point they will be. So when they do hear about this, they'll be like, ah, I know this is for me. And there, and that that's the point that they become part of my story. And that's really important. Yeah, this is great. And this is also the continuation of what you're saying, how when people read the previous stories in the journal too, mm -hmm. that helps them be part of the ongoing human story. Yes. Yeah, exactly. the collective, you know, we really are, uh, we're all very connected. Connection makes us whole in all ways, in your small little family, in your extended family, in your neighborhood and in the world. So exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Beth, uh, for being here and talking about it. So this is Beth Romanowski, uh, the founder of the Bench Project. You can find all the information about the benches and how you can either purchase one or donate in uh, the Bench project.net. So is there any parting words that you would like to impart some wisdom on the audience as we complete? Um, you know, one of my taglines that just came out naturally was get outside to go inside. So I think that's what I would encourage people to do. Nature has so much to offer and has so much healing. And um, when we just open ourselves up, uh, we can experience that. So get outside to go inside and come sit with us. Oh, that is awesome. Thank you so much, Beth. And all the links are in description in the show notes. So go check out the Bench Project and see if you'd like to have your own bench or if you'd like to contribute. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. 
If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on the social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on the social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using wealth energetics and soul design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.